Hello there, and welcome to day four of the RX road trip. This is D, and I am in a motel room right now in Alpharetta, Georgia. Alpharetta, Georgia. Never spent any time in Atlanta. I've driven through a couple times, but Alpharetta, Georgia is just outside of Atlanta. I found a little motel here that I'm going to hunker down for a couple nights. Um, I think I was just tired. I left Nashville this morning. And actually, no, I left Nashville about noon. I um, worked at my hotel room in Nashville until about noon, just trying to get the first two editions of that of this road trip out, which have been online. And so, um, and then I hit the road, and it took me about six hours to drive what should have been about, about a four-hour drive to get down here. But um, it's been just nonstop rain down in this area. I've had wonderful weather all the way until today. Um, but today was just heavy rain coming down here, and I knew I'd be driving in rain, and I almost kind of avoided it, but I decided I just really, I think I wanted to get close to where I needed to be, which is Atlanta for the conference, and um, be able to stay somewhere two nights and just have a day kind of off, not off because I got to work the whole day, but a day that I can just spend at my computer prepping my, my presentation, reviewing it a few times, um, making sure it's in good shape and, um, but also getting these podcasts out and see if I can get another podcast or two, another, you know, episode of this or two out, which takes, of course, a lot of time, um, uh, takes at least an hour or so of each one of these for me to prep them and get them launched. So, um, that takes a little bit, but anyway, so there's the logistics of everything, <laughs> not that you asked, but I like to fill you in. So I'm in Georgia. Um, the rain is starting to let up, but it's been pouring solid rain down here and um but i found a nice little place and i'm just really looking forward to having a place to hang out um tomorrow that i can just kind of get prepped so i can enter the conference in a good state of mind a little more relaxed and everything and this is just i kind of wanted to throw that at you because this is the management we do and when i'm on the road i'm often managing my symptoms i'm managing myself i'm managing my psychology i'm you know i'm managing all this different, all the different aspects of what I go through and what I still have lingering. Um, you know, even though I'm doing significantly better than I was in early benzo withdrawal or bind, um, I'm also still have some symptoms and I have limitations. And since I'm going to be presenting at a national conference here, um, it's funny because I. Sorry, I'm kind of, I'm antsy in case you can't tell. If you're hearing noises, it's me kind of pacing around this little room, this tiny little room. And I sat in the chair and I'm up just because I've been in the car all day with, with the rain and everything. <laughs> so it's like, I'm just, ignore me. I'm just pacing. The reason I'm not outside talking to you is because it's raining outside and I don't want to be out there right now. So I'm just in my hotel room talking to you right now. In fact, um, here, I'll give you a tour of the hotel room. You want to hear the tour? So this is the bathroom. Okay. Um, can you hear the can you hear the echo in here? That's the that's the tub and shower. Okay, um, toilet which is always handy. Um, got sink and a closet. My clothes for the conference come out here and there's a bed because you know those are really nice to have um, in hotel rooms. And come out here and I have a sofa with a little a tiny little sofa and a this is one of those you know residential kind of places so it has a refrigerator and a little kitchenette um, really basic but just enough that I can reheat things because I often like to get food and then save some and eat leftovers it saves me some money so I like doing that aspect of things and I even have a desk with a chair so 
it's it's a it's very basic but it's a nice setup for me and that's the tour of my hotel room so as i'm wandering around <laughs> as d rambles on like he always does onto something totally unrelated subject and there you go anyway um last night i did go over to the opryland hotel and had a wonderful dinner and walked around tons of people there it was packed and i started to i started to get a little bit um, germophobic just because not that I'm too worried about that and I'm you know all about exposing myself and past that stuff but um, since I'm just getting ready to present I just don't want to get myself sick you know two days before I present at a conference so I'm just being careful um, after after I present then I don't care <laughs> I'll be fine but um, and I'm rambling again aren't I so anyway I'm here in a hotel room things are good and I, oh I was talking about managing our symptoms and what we have and that's what I do a lot I do a lot of that and by getting here early I was able to settle down get off the road and the road is actually pretty peaceful for me I don't mind it so much but still just checking into a different hotel each night and everything it takes a lot and you're always in the road and honestly driving down here was that you know hands intended to although I think that's changed now but when I took driver's ed it was 10 and 2 <laughs> was the position of your hands on the steering wheel but it was hands in 10 and 2 and just gripping that steering wheel all the way down because it was, you know, a hydroplane and you had plane and you had trucks passing you with rain going up and it was just, it was just heavy rain all the way down. But I'm still really glad to get here and um, get through that. So, but it allows me a way to, you know, I know what I need. I think that's this long, that's me in this creaky chair here. I finally decided to sit down again um, for two seconds before I stand up again. <laughs> but for those of you with achesisia, you totally get what I'm going through right now. And I don't think this right now is achesisia, which, yes, I get achesisia all the time. Or not as often as I used to, but I get achesisia sometimes. But this is just being antsy because I've been in the car driving all day. Um, but anyway, I'm going to finish this train of thought. I promise I'm going to do everything I can to do that. <laughs> But we have to do what we have to do. You know, we have to do to make things work for us. And, you know, I don't like the fact that, you know, I need to allow myself a day to chill out. Although it's nice to do. But, you know, I don't like all these requirements I have to do that I needed to drive out here. I mean, I love driving and I'm driving out here mostly because I just like road trips and I like getting on the road. But would this been simpler if I just flown out? Yes. Of course it would. Much simpler. Um, my colleague, Dr. Christy Huff, she's flying in tomorrow morning, you know, awesome. And then flying from there to another conference, the ASAM conference in, um, in Washington, D.C. To, um, to present there too, a poster. So she's flying over the place and I used to fly all over the place. But right now I know myself enough to know what I, what's best for me at this time. And I'm not against flying. I'll fly. Like if I'm invited to some conference to speak and the best way to get there is to fly, I'll make it work. I'll find a way to make it happen. But for this one, I thought, you know, let me just drive out. I need the, I'd like to do that at least a couple times a year. You go on a road trip and just see the country. And, and this helps me be better at the conference for the presentation, for everything else. So that's what I do. I manage things. So getting here a day early, having a day to kind of prep and figure out my plan for tomorrow, 
um, you know, of checking into the conference. And then, unfortunately, our presentation is 8 a.m. on Tuesday mornings. <laughs> so I want to do what I need to do to work around my limitations. And that's what I call these things. I just have some limitations in my life. And I don't have as many as I did during acute or the first couple of years of withdrawal, but I still have limitations that I work with. And it's not so bad. It's okay when you know what you can do and can't do, or not even so much what you can't do. I'm not trying to say things we can't do, but ways to work around that, maybe to still do it. And sometimes, like I'm doing now, you got to push yourself even through things that are uncomfortable to make the most out of, you know, what you can do, uh, you know, and just try to, I don't know, try to expand. I'm rambling on. This is a ramble, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> oh, you know, another thing before I, I on, on today I wanted to mention is I've noticed since I launched the new website, um, I've been back on social media. And I don't, still don't have any personal accounts um, on social media. All I have is a Facebook page now for easing anxiety. And I have, um, I got an Instagram up, although I'm still iffy on that one. And I also have um, Twitter. So the Twitter and Facebook I'm trying to hang on to and keep. But I have those on, on easing anxiety. Um, but I notice, you know, now I got the apps on the phone. I start to get the, the badges, you know, on the phone. And you start to get the reminders on the phone, which I'll probably be turning those off at some point. Um, and then, of course, the website has its own social media presence of chat, you know, and stuff like that, which I'm going to be building up. That's going to be my primary focus. But I also get notifications from that because there's an app and everything. So, um, and I'm just observing it. I'm observing it because, as many of you know, I was completely off social media for a big chunk of my recovery from um, benzodiazepines. I just couldn't, I couldn't watch news. I couldn't be on social media. It was just too much stimulation, so I cut that out. That's that distraction, that isolation that sometimes we have to do, many of you know that, to manage our lives and get through the difficult part. But I manage it better now, and, and now it's interesting because I can notice my feelings, my emotions, as I'm getting back into it, and I think it's kind of an interesting perspective. Many of you are on social media all the time, but for me, I'm just now getting back into it. And um, it's interesting because I can start to see this, you know, FOMO, the fear of missing out and the, and the, um, you know, oh, I got a, you know, I got, I got an alert and somebody's on there and somebody liked me. Oh, well, that's nice. And somebody's following me. Oh, how cool. It's so easy to suddenly get on that roller coaster. And I'm just kind of stepping back a little bit and observing it with me and observing my own reactions to it. But I can see how you know, it could be that I just turn off all those notifications pretty soon um, because I don't know if that's where I want to spend my energies or or even want to be, what's the term, not manipulated, but influenced by, you know, do I want to be influenced by um, all that extra external um, influences? <laughs> There's the term. I don't know. But that's what I've noticed with social media, and I think it's just kind of interesting, and I wanted to mention that. Um, so I'm going to be, so just so you know, on our site, I'm going to be focused primarily on the website, and as people sign in for those memberships there, once I get back from this trip, that's going to be a focus. I'm going to start building that up to where we'll have chat rooms and all that kind of stuff and all the fun stuff that goes with that, support groups. Um, so if you're logged in there, that's great. Social media, I'm primarily using to promote 
my site and get out there. I probably won't be on there commenting very often, but I welcome all you to comment. I'll still see them come through and I'll try to log in now and then and see them. I'm just not going to participate as much because I think that's that boundary I have to set. I got to set boundaries. And that, you know, that's a good way to wrap this up is to talk about boundaries. <laughs> we all need them in our life. Boundaries are essential, I think. Um, and I've learned this over the years that age does come with some wisdom and, um, setting boundaries can be one of the hardest things you have to do. I had to set boundaries with my mom. Um, she struggled with alcohol most of her life and that influenced me, um, and was difficult and especially towards the end. Um, and I finally, it took me a long, long, long time to set boundaries, to know that I could set boundaries. Um, and once I did, things got a little better, and it helped. But um, but I don't know. I, I, think, I think it's just one of those things where, sorry, I got distracted there, as you can tell. My train of thought just suddenly, did you just notice my train of thought totally leave? Because there's um, people in the hall making noise, and somebody like making noise just outside my door, and I'm like, are you coming in? Are you knocking? Whatever. And so that's the distraction, just so you know. Um, in the hotel room here, but back to boundaries. And I just think, I think boundaries are even more important for us in bind, in benzo withdrawal. I think they're essential. We have to set boundaries on things we can do. What can we do? Now, these aren't permanent boundaries. Nothing in benzo withdrawal should be permanent. Um, well, and except for those good things you do, like, you know, getting regular exercise and eating right. Hey, if you can make those permanent, awesome. Um, but setting boundaries sometimes means isolating, like I did from news and from social media. Sometimes it means, you know, protecting yourselves from, you know, work influences, protecting yourself from, you know, and, and groups of people and all the things that go with that. And y you know what I'm saying is you got to set the boundaries to help yourself get through this. And I think that's just really important to set those. And so I've set boundaries in my life. I did that around some family members for a while, and I still do sometimes. Um, but I'm also setting boundaries in my own life about how I do things because I know what I can handle. I've, I've spent, you know, eight and a half years now. Well, add on the taper, it's been about 10 years. Yeah, I'm at 10 years now since I started tapering. Wow. Okay, um, it's been 10 years since I started tapering. So I, I've learned a lot about what I've been through and what I can do. And I think that's important for all of us to notice what we can and cannot handle. Um, and I think that's good to, to use. So just don't be afraid to set boundaries. Just make sure you share them with those around you, your support team, those you love, and help them understand why they're needed. And also realize that, hey, the boundaries, you know, that you're setting may negatively influence somebody else. So you got to find a way to work with them. Please remember, we have to care for our caregivers, okay? We can't just expect them to bend to our every need. When you can, when you're able, Try to let them know how much you appreciate them. Try to let them know how much you need them and do what you can for them to keep them there because you need them during this time. So don't be afraid to, to say that to them. But anyway, I wanted, to, um, I wanted to wrap this up. So I am in Alpharetta, Georgia, and um, it's beautiful here. Just the rolling hills, the huge trees, this... I mean, just gorgeous. I've never been to this part of the country, except for driving through 
but to really see a neighborhood like this, it's really pretty. So um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to stick around here tomorrow, I think. Probably flick on the Masters. Hopefully it's better weather, just like I have it in the background, um, the Masters Golf Tournament. And I'll be working on my presentation, and I'll be hopefully releasing a couple podcasts, maybe one or two, if I can get them out. So that's what I'm up to. Hey, thanks for coming along with me on this journey. I am so glad you are here. And I will be back with you in a day or two with some more updates. The conference starts on Monday, and hopefully we'll have some brand new information for you then. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.